Well, hello everybody and welcome back to episode 3 of Life Downloaded. In this uh, week's episode, I'm going to be telling you what it's like for me as a new mother. A new mother with a hangover. Oh no, uh, hangovers when you're 30 are horrendous. I wouldn't know. We also talk about the artist formerly known as Meghan Markle, aka the Duchess of Sussex. Editing Vogue. Yes, very interesting. Lots of um, good talking points in this episode, I, I'd say. Fashion, diversity, parenthood. <laughs> all with a hangover? All with a hangover. Oh, and don't forget the annoying builders. Oh yeah, you'll, you'll hear about them. So this is episode three, Dirty 30s Hangover. Yeah. Listen, after this musical interlude... everybody it's episode three and we've got quite an interesting one for you this week here on life downloaded um sam yeah you, you're being a bit quieter than you really am and i apologize in advance but i have got the mother of all hangovers and um yep that is right so i have been midweek drinking um midweek drinking after last podcast you know, moist, but not in a good way. Moist, but not in a good way. Where I, um, you turned around and said you'd given up midweek drinking. Yes, well... You've now been midweek drinking. Um, in my defence, it was not my fault. I succumbed to uh, peer pressure. So um, Peer pressure? Peer pressure, that, yeah. That is a dangerous thing. It really is. Um, and Yeah, and I had maybe one or two or four... Five gin and tonics. One, two, yesterday. four, five. I'm not too sure. That's where it gets a little bit blurry. Uh huh. Um, about what time did the line get blurry, Sam? Um, I think we started about one p.m. So it was after twelve, which uh, the, is indeed. which is that's okay. That's allowed, isn't it? After twelve, deemed acceptable, I think. Yeah. Mm. So I, my, my good friend Susie Kennedy came to visit me. Hi, Susie. We're definitely going to get Susie on the podcast not only because dan thinks she's a bit of all right um she's a very attractive lady if you you follow sam on instagram yeah like you know i i am a happily taken man but she she is she is a very attractive lady she is so she is Susie is a world's um number one marilyn monroe impersonator so it's kind of weird because you do forget that it's Susie. She has got a an earth a London accent, um, but she you know she's an actress, so she she can mimic um, um, Marilyn Monroe. But it is a little bit surreal, particularly when you've had a few drinks, because you do just feel like you've had you're having uh, a cocktail with Marilyn, which is not a bad thing. But anyway, she came over, and I I know that Susie is a avid gym goer. I mean, she's like in amazing shape. So there's me. I got like my carrots and my hummus, my hummus. Hummus out and got some little salmon and really, really healthy nibbles. And then she came over and I genuinely thought she, we were just going to like have some water. She was like, oh, I, could, I wouldn't mind a drink. I wouldn't mind a drink. You've got any gin. I was like, well, funnily enough, Susie, 
I do have gin. I have quite a lot of gin. So, yeah, that was that. But um, I am regretting it today because I just feel rough as a bear's behind. And, That's um, the official medical terminology, That is the everybody. official. I mean, I did. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan, but I very came close to, like, cancelling this morning because I did not want to get up out of bed. And I've got building work going on behind the flat, and it's like a pneumatic drill. There is a pneumatic drill, but it feels like it's in my head. So um, bear with me. If halfway through the podcast you don't hear anything from me, that's because I've fallen asleep. So Dan... I, I will attempt to poke Sam if she falls asleep. <laughs> poke me. Um, poke what, you. Are you going to poke me? Yes. Okay. With your, with your grabby stick. Oh, with my grabby stick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not... Okay, I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, we're... <laughs> I would say we're family friendly, but that's not strictly yeah. true. Um, but yeah, we do have a bunch of construction work going on outside, so... I'm going to do my best in the post to edit it, but if you do hear it, please Tough. forgive us. Tough. I have to live with it, so you can just put up with it for an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, Sam is slightly hungover. I do have a question about your Marilyn Monroe friend, because yes. did she get as drunk as you did? Were you, were you, were no. You, no. No. And this is what I hate. So, I mean, I am only three foot nine, and even though I am a northern girl and we are notorious for being able to put away our alcohol i've i've genuinely been trying to cut out alcohol uh during the week or just just in general like i um purely because now i'm 33 um i can't i can't handle it anymore i cannot handle um the hangovers hangovers are get worse and you know when you're younger when you're younger i say like early 20s and and you know those within their 30s and 40s or your parents say oh you just can't drink like you so i used to just laugh at them thinking oh come on you softy um but it's true sadly it is true your body just takes longer to process and and you know heal from it and I, but i think for me i love my sleep and when i have alcohol i have that kind of weird three hour sleep and then i wake up straight away and then i get really bad anxiety well you know what i'm talking about though well no oh no no that's right you don't drink no i'm teetotal but you see what i wanted to ask oh yeah was that not the question no but you know it was a good filler (laughs) (laughs) but what i wanted to ask is if your friend got more drunk than than you did or as drunk I wondered whether she stayed with her London accent or as she gets more drunk, does she turn more into Marilyn naturally? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. It's just something that I wondered about. Well, she um, she actually sent me a um, video when she got home because she came over because I've got a new cat. I've got a new little sphinx cat. So if anyone doesn't know what a sphinx cat is, it's one of them cats with no hairs. Um, they are very much like Marmite. You either love them or hate them. So um, Susie encouraged me to get my sphinx cat who's called lola um and if you hear a little kitten crying that's what it is it's not dan making weird noises in the corner no um it is my kitten so so susie came over um and when she went back home she took a little like video for instagram with her sphinx cat and she was doing a marilyn voice and i was like i wonder whether she realized she's done that or is that because she's had a gin and tonic or is that because she just wanted to send me a marilyn little video well, who knows who knows who knows but yeah who knows maybe one day we will get her on the podcast and talk all things oh, no no not maybe we definitely will because she's a fascinating uh lady uh besides the whole marilyn thing she's just amazing to talk to so um so yeah we will Susie. we'll get you on the show asap there we go so but hang on a minute like obviously i've now met lola 
Namely, namely because Lola's proceeded to jump all over me, claw me, try and bite me. She loves you. She, uh, she, she loves me, apparently. She loves your Uncle Dan. Her Uncle Dan, even. Indeed. Um, how I'm pod husband, but also uncle to a cat, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. It's blurred lines. <laughs> blurred lines. Blurred lines. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's that's that. In what, the do you, what do you think of her? Because you're not a big cat person. Neither was I. No, I, I'm not a cat person. And, it, you know, I, I feel like every podcast, I'm like, I'm not a reality TV, TV person. I'm not a cat person. I sound really <laughs> mean and miserable. Yeah, you sound proper <laughs> bitter at life in general. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> hate reality TV. Hate cats. <laughs> um, don't, no. don't particularly like Samantha. <laughs> That that's not true, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, I'm a dog person. I'm more of a dog person f- for a long way. Um, but so far she seems okay. Yeah, I she, mean, she's only tried to bite me twice. <laughs> I mean, she's only twelve weeks old. Indeed. But I would say um, it's been a challenge for me. So I am a dog person, but I a I live in central London. There's not that much greenery around. I. You know, I have a manual wheelchair and, you know, my surroundings, I don't mean my home, but, you know, it's not very accessible. So I, I didn't want to go and get a dog, even though I would have loved a dog, but I didn't feel as though I could 100% give it the, um, the not the attention, because I could give the attention, but, but you know, take it out on, on walks as often as I'd like. And I, I do have a personal assistant, but I don't really think that it's, who's called Louise, I don't just go personal assistant um you know i didn't really think that it was her up to her um to have that responsibility of looking after a dog so i went for a a cat and i'm gonna totally name drop here so i was filming about two years ago with katie price and she mentioned sphinx cats because a they're house cats um b they are uber intelligent like very clever you can pretty much train them to use the toilet like actual toilet um and so they're a little bit in between um a dog and a cat like they've got that affection whereas other cats are quite independent um sphinx cats really need that love um which is cute which is kind of what i wanted particularly when when i'm you know um where i've got a broken bone or whatever and i've got to spend a lot of time in my bed or um in the house then at least i've got a companion and she she she's adorable um but it's been a challenge because i've had to really think about how I can feed her. You know, I can't pick her up off the floor. So I've already trained her to come and jump at the back of my chair so I can grab her or to come onto the table so she can, so I can pick her up. So she's good at doing that. And, you know, um, cleaning out her litter tray. I can't bend down. So I've had to, you know, buy pooper scoopers and all sorts of things. So it's really been a nice challenge for me having to think about someone other than myself, but having to overcome obstacles because ultimately you know she is a little kitten she does have needs and it you know it's my responsibility to make sure she doesn't get sick and she gets fed and she you know has a clean bathroom to go to so um yeah i mean it's not even been a week yet but it's been interesting it's been stressful but i think it just goes to show how um resilient people with disabilities are or resourceful shall i say that we have to always think outside of the box so again nothing's impossible for us to do we just need to have the right tools to be able to do that but i'm talking a lot for someone who's hungover i am just impeccable aren't i dan well that's one way to describe you darling but um (laughs) it's 
well, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, disabled people adapt generally. It's part, it's part of the skill set. You learn to adapt really regularly. I suppose one of the benefits to Lola, though, um, you know, she, like you said, she is a hairless cat. So I have a white German shepherd that is in my house regularly who is far, what? far from hairless. And I could make jackets. Oh, I love it. From the amount of fur that she molts. Jackets, carpets. If I'd have realised when she was a puppy, I'd have started a business out of it. <laughs> like A wig making, a tou- toupee. Yeah, like if you want white furry toupees. You see, Sam's got lots of like white furry throws. Brown- I'm sorry, are you, are you having a dig at my fluffy, no, fluffy, not- fluffy sheepskin? No, 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 it's not a dig, but okay. I, I'm just saying, you you bought that throw. I could have made one of those. Oh, okay, I get you. That's, that's what I'm saying. could have saved 50 quid there, hey. No, yeah, you could have. Um, it would have been free and everything. Um, but yeah, like, Sam's got sheepskin, like, throws, and I could have made it from dog fur. Oh. But, like, Spook the Dog is the softest dog in the world, but she does... Molts. Molts massively. Yeah. So I suppose that's one of the benefits of having a hairless cat. It is, it is. It's very weird. Like, she she, she does have very fine hair. Like, she feels more velvety. It's kind of strange, but because... Yeah. But they, that's another reason. I've, oh, my goodness. I've actually bought her a little jacket because they do have a different body temperature. That's why they like um, being around humans, because they love the heat off you. So it looks like she really loves me, when in actual fact, she just wants to keep warm. Yeah, when in actual fact, you're just a human hot water bottle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kind of like a few girlfriends I've had in the past. <laughs> they don't want to be around me, but I keep them warm. No, but uh, you, you know, well, there you go, hey? It says a lot about you, babe. It does, um, it does. Um, no, but I, um, I'm looking forward to it, because, you know, I again, I speak very openly about um, having depression and having um, quite chronic um, anxiety. And I, I am a true believer that animals are amazing for, thera- you know, therapeutic. Um, and I've noticed already with her that you can't have a bad day when you've got an animal. You know, even like I was quite grumpy this morning, I actually rolled over a by accident, uh, rolled over her with my wheelchair and she just cried at me. Because obviously I rolled over her, um, but I was like, oh, I just felt so guilty. And then, I, uh, and I was like, oh, come here, do baby. You know, when you've got an animal, you talk to them like, do baby, 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 Yeah, like Sam, Sam has developed a beautiful, beautiful, like what I would class as baby voice. It does feel like I'm in a strange episode of the Teletubbies. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she loves you, doesn't she? Anyway, I'll stop doing that because it is quite annoying. Yes, but anyway, um, yeah. So I, I think that for me on a personal level and just to keep my spirits high, um, I think it's gonna be long term um, great having little Lola around the flat. I hope she hasn't peed in my bedroom though, because we have locked her in there. Yeah. So that she doesn't climb all over us during the podcast. Anyway, that's enough about talking about pets. Um, because I know how annoying it is when people constantly post like pictures of babies and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, if you're following us on the social media, and you at, do post <laughs> at Life Downloaded, uh, spelt the same way as the podcast, L I F E D O W N L O W E D. If you're following us on social media. Um, you may well see a picture of Lola at some point because ah. I have no doubt Sam will want to take one and put it on the lots on the feed. Lots and lots. Um, so at the same time, if you've got a cool and funky pet and you're one of our listeners, send us a picture, post it on social media, and say, yeah. "Hey, Life Downloaded crew, 
this is this is my pet and they're amazing and actually if anybody else has got a sphinx cat i kind of want to know more about the breed so um please please you know kind of tell me your little stories or 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 things that i have got to to come or to expect so yeah um post that on our social media platforms because i feel like i am going to become a cat woman and like have 50 of them by the end of the year See, Catwoman to me means a very different thing. Very sexy, latex yeah. well, woman. Cat, Catwoman to me means Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. I can do that. I don't know how I'd look in latex, but I I can give it a go. That would definitely be a picture for the social that media. really would. Uh, I look really rough today. Poor Dan, I really just don't make an effort. I did say to him, this shows you that I love you because you are seeing me in my worst state. Um, it was an effort to put clothes on this morning. I'm not going to lie. See, last time you said you were naked all the time. Today you're like, it's an effort to put clothes I on. Know, I'm, I know. I'm sensing a theme here right now, Sam. Well, I have to put clothes on now because um, Lola um, bit a sensitive area of me. Oh, um, oh, um, uh, Yeah, so I now need to cover areas up because um, oh, I've got a kitten that likes to nibble. So, so Naked Thursdays. Naked Thursdays are out. Which, which would have been today at the time of recording it is a Thursday. So Naked Thursdays are out, everybody. Yeah. And it's not just because I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and of course it's, it's not. It's not. I mean, you weren't the problem, Dan. Apparently not. But yeah, bite, biting sensitive areas is not wanted, apparently, ladies. I, <laughs> you know, I, I'd hate to comment as a man, but I'm sure you can all agree. Exactly. Stop with the visuals. Speaking of naked, um, the opposite of naked is um, clothes. Yes. Lovely clothes. Which, of course, you are now wearing. I am. I definitely am. Um, And, you know, I'm a bit of a fashionista. Yes. And I have got on my my very swanky little uh, flat, um, which looks a little bit like a show house. Um, but it won't do for long having a kitten around. Um, I have got a nice selection of vintage Vogue's up on my shelf. Vintage Vogue's, and we're not talking about the Madonna dance moves. No. Although if you give Sam a couple of drinks. Yeah, so Vogue, the magazine Vogue, and I used to love collecting Vogue. Uh, It was one of my favourite magazines. Kind of just made me feel quite special because it is quite an elite magazine, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Um, yeah. In hindsight, um, probably not the most diverse uh, magazine. and I mean that with um, having not very many varied models or, you know, kind of showcasing mostly haute couture fashion. So none of the... They wouldn't be putting Top Shop in there, put it that way. So very classist. A classist magazine, I suppose. Um, but anyway, I, I really liked it and I used to collect it. However, I heard that the Duchess of Sussex... Can't say that with a list. Duchess of Sussex. Meghan Markle. Um, that's her, yep. Well... She's not officially Meghan Markle now, is it? What is well, she now? It's, it's Meghan... What? Something, something. Summit, summit, summit. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, the Duchess of Sussex, <laughs> formerly known as, like Prince, like, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Um, the artist formerly known as Meghan Markle. I know, okay, right? The Duchess of Sussex. She, um, she has edited um, the next um, issue of, of British Vogue. Yep. So, was it the British one? Anyway, yeah, September issue. Yes. It will be. Um, so there was a lot of controversy... Contra- I can't say that word. Controversy? Controversy, that's the one, Over the fact yep. that should a royal be, um, 
even editing something like this, but I have it under good authority, Wikipedia, that um, other, mem- <laughs> other members <laughs> of the royal family have um, edited a number of different um, magazines over the years. Yeah. So it's not completely out of character, um, you know, so I'm not saying that she's just like a social social mover, you know, trying to climb the ladder, well, even if you think that. Um, she, uh, so she, you know, I don't have an issue with her doing that. However, some guy on Lorraine Kelly, which is a um, breakfast TV show in the UK, uh, what's his name again? Dan, I've, sorry if you've just heard me smack my phone against the <laughs> desk. Um, Dan Wooten, a.k.a. showbiz presenter on Lorraine on ITV here in the UK. There you go. So Dan Wooten was on, when he heard the news about um, uh, the, the Duchess um, editing Vogue. Editing British Vogue, yeah. Um, he just like ripped her to shreds going, how can she endorse a magazine that is so elitist, is so, you know, kind of uh, um, out of the loop with regards to diversity, only posts about skinny um, models, really, really went into it. And then, so he had his little rant, and then all of a sudden um, I saw pop up on my Twitter feed something that I found in amazing is that um irish activist and fashion designer sinead burke who has a disability it will be actually appearing on the front cover so for me as a disabled woman and someone who uh you know has my own handbag range accessible handbag range with she does. Um, buy, buy them now yes mia tui mia tui thank you ladies the samantha bag shameless um, plug Exactly, this you can buy Samantha Bagger from. <laughs> I'll send you a link. We'll put a link. We'll put yeah, a link. We'll, we'll, we'll put a post. We will, we will. Buy away, buy away. Anyway, I digress. Like <laughs> often, I often do. So, yeah, so for me, it was an absolute, like, you know, um, um, what do you call it? Like, pivotal Good kind of moment, moment um, for a visibly, physically disabled um, woman. I'm sure Sinead won't mind me saying, but she, uh, she has dwarfism, um, who is um, best known for her TED Talks and her um, kind of adapted fashion ranges. I mean, she's fantastic. Like, you can follow her on social media. She's got a massive following. But, you know, for me, that was amazing. And um, other other people, other women, um, influential women on the front cover, you know, uh, they go from... Um, Jamelia Jamil. Uh, do I is that how you pronounce her name? Jamelia Jamil? Yeah. I oh, think, yeah, she's I from think the good, you've nailed it. The Good Place, you know? The Good Place, but she was also a radio presenter over here and all kinds yes. of Yes, I mean, she's fab. She's very vocal, isn't she, about all sorts of Yes, um, um, all issues. kinds of diversity issues. Yeah. Whether, and, whether um, they be race, disability, sexuality, she or otherwise, is. she's generally very, very switched she's on. She's a good from, egg. I follow her on Twitter. Yeah, me too. If she wants to follow me back, feel free. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, you know. <laughs> you heard it here first. Share the love. So, Jamelia, I've met her once, actually. Have you? Yeah, I did. Oh, cool. Um, of course, of course I have, darling. Uh, that was before she became uber famous. Ah, be yes. Um, yeah, but so there's other people like LGBTQ plus advocate Levine Cox and Extinction Rebellion founder Greta Thunberg. You know, they're all going to be on the front cover. So I kind of was a bit like, okay, this is a great step in the, in the right direction and, and well done. And Megan for pushing this agenda, changing the narrative of 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 Vogue, of British Vogue. I don't, you know, it's one of them things where how much influence did she actually have? We probably will never know. But you know, I this was for me. It was, you know, it made me smile. Um, but equally, I'm I'm a little bit worried. You know, do these big 
magazines like this, is this just going to be a token one-off gesture just because Megan has edited it? You know, will they... I mean, will we continue to see this diversity in British Vogue? I doubt it. What do you think, Dan? Well, I'll be honest, okay? I've modelled a bit. I've been involved in fashion a little bit. But I am by no means a a fashionista. I am by no means, you know... I have my own sort of style, and uh, I'm Say not. Say that again. Uh, well, oh, joking, joking, joking. Did, did you hear that? Hey. that? That was my heart breaking. You into can small put. Pieces. You, 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 you're all right. You, you can dress yourself. That's fine. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm not a reader of Vogue. Um, in the same way, I'm not a watcher of reality TV. Um, but it's one of those things. It's a catch twenty two situation for me, in the fact that. You know, Vogue is changing because it was in the news that recently they changed editors and things were going to... Oh, yes. So I think Vogue is definitely going through sort of a... Transitional. A transitional period. Um, And, you know, I can't change what happened in past issues of Vogue. Yeah. So, but, you know, we have to hold them to account that their past issues have not been diverse, have not been, you know... But, I mean, but that's what the fashion industry was like. Indeed. You know, I'm not condoning it. No. But equally, that's what the catwalks were like. That's Mm. what the fashion designers, you know, they used skinny models for reasons, you know, of their own because they said the clothes fit better, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I'm not condoning it, but it would have been very, very revolutionary of uh, one of the biggest fashion magazines too divert from from the norm mm. so i'm glad that they've changed they are changing i just hope they keep it up i think i think they will i mean you've got you've got to acknowledge that over the last sort of five six seven say ten years i i don't really keep tabs on the dates but there has been changes like my my yeah, friend definitely. my friend jack Ayres. oh um, yeah lovely jack walked the catwalk at milan fashion week i was recently on the catwalk of London Graduate Fashion yeah. Week. So I do think it's changing slowly but surely. And yes, this could be a flash in the pan. Mm. And I th- But I think it's up to the readers of Vogue and I think it's up to the listeners of this podcast and I think it's up to, um, you know, all the people that want the industry to change. Well, the fashion industry itself. Yeah. To, but especially the consumers, mm. you know. Because I'm going to swear everybody, but we have a we have a e explicit. on this podcast. We have an explicit, but it's that old phrase: money talks, bullshit walks. Oh, hello. Say that again. I didn't. Uh, what, what? 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 Money talks. Bullshit walks. Okay. Okay. Money talks okay. and bullshit. I've never heard that one. I quite like that. Yeah. It's okay, girls and boys, say that in a sentence today. Money talks <laughs> and bullshit walks. Right. Simply because. Elaborate. My theory is this, is that if the consumers generally want change, and I do think they do, you know, because there's, there's a massive amount of money in the, in the disabled community, there's a massive amount of money throughout all the diverse communities, and we all want to wear clothes and we all want to look good. Um, and I think if brands start demonstrating themselves to be diverse and make clothes accessible or make clothes that people want to wear, whatever diverse group you're from... And you start spending that money, the fashion, the fashion designers and the fashion industry will go. Well, these guys are spending money, 
So we've got to make this change, and we make it by well, four. I see. I I agree to disagree. Okay. I think I think that is controversial. I think that is great if you're talking about the high street, and I'm a big advocate of like you were referring to the purple pound, which is a combined spending power of the disabled community, or you've got the pink pound for the LGBTQ plus community. You know, we have on mass, not to sound too Marxist, we have on mass, you know, this power, this spending power, so we could make a change. But if you're looking at people that buy, uh, you know, kind of uh, Couture, you know, Christian Dior, um, Louis Vuitton, you know, you're looking at items in the thousand, a thousand of pounds. If you're going and buying these clothes, you really think you give a damn about about having a disabled model on the front? I don't know whether you would. I don't know. Maybe I'm generalising there a little bit. But do you know what I mean? Like, I don't... You want to see... You want to see um, the clothes first. You're not too bothered about who's wearing them. Does that make sense? If you're... Because if you, for, for a true, you know, fashion... Um, enthusiast who's going to spend thousands of one item of clothing you're looking at the item of clothing itself you're not looking at the people wearing them do you know i think that's the distinction so i don't i think that's why when you look at a magazine like vogue who highlights you know kind of premium premium clothes you know um that that's that it's not about the model it's about the clothes does that make sense yeah i mean yeah but i think you know, I think the world itself is is genuine, generally wanting to become more diverse. Yeah, in general. obviously, obviously, you know, for whatever reasons, there are people that want to kick back and go, "Why does it have to change? It's fine the way it mm. is." Um, I'd argue that those people potentially are in a position of privilege. Yeah. But, you know, that's a really deep debate, and we're yeah, not going to get, in- let's not get yeah, into yeah. that one. We're not going to get into that right now, but. I, I genuinely think the world um, wants to become more diverse. Um, I think, you know, being more diverse gives for more creative opportunities for for designers. Um, you know, because designers have been designing clothes for a long time. You start designing clothes for a more diverse audience, it means it can inspire creativity, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for diversity, quite frankly. Sorry for the squeaky shoe. I'll hopefully edit that <laughs> no, out. No, I am. I, and I'm not because, like, for me, this is great. And, you know, I, I, it makes me, brings me so much joy to um, see, you know, see this change. But, again, I remember a while back the, the magazine Grazia, they had a number of disabled models on the front cover. They did. And that was like, way, that was great, which was great. I knew two other models myself, personally. I knew friends. a couple as well, yeah. Um, but, then, but then what since? Now, yeah. forgive me, has there been another mod- a disabled model on the front since of, then? Of Grazia, again, I'm the wrong person to ask. No, but I mean, like, honestly, shoot me if I get this wrong, but I don't think there has been. And this is what I worry. I, I hate this whole jump on the bandwagon. We'll give you a little bit of what we think you want. Look at us being diverse. And then it kind of just goes back to the norm again. And that's what I hate. Mm. And that's what really annoys me. Sometimes I'm a little bit like, just don't even bother. If you're not going to do it properly, just don't even bother, you yeah. know, because what message is that sending out to, you know, young young people who are inspiring to this? So we're all right for maybe one magazine, you know, you're all right taking our money because you seem very open about diversity. But then, then now we've given you a little bit, we'll take it away and we'll just go back to what we feel comfortable with. No, it needs to be a continuous, um, you know, inclusion 
of of every everybody for oh. it to for it to actually mean something to society. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Let, let's be fair. I'm not expecting to see a disabled model on the cover of every issue of every magazine. No, but but not one in a year, and that's it. No, indeed. Technically, let's let's get really technical about this. The charity scope, who, by the way, very lovely the other week, put out a put out a tweet promoting our podcast. Thank you, so, thank you so scope. much. Love to the to the lovely this Pan Disability Charity. That's their own description. Pan Disability Charity Scope, which basically means they look after you, um, no matter what your impairment may be. They they are happy to talk to you and help you out where they can. Um, they tweeted about us, but they also have figures that say roughly. And we're talking across all impairments here, whether it be um, learning impairments, learning disabilities, physical impairments, uh, long-term illness, all those kind of things. They say that roughly one in four people, one in, fi- one in four, one in five people in the one UK. One in five. One in five, then. that was it. I knew one in four didn't sound right. One in five is is disabled in some way, shape or form. Yeah. However, their impairment may manifest. So, working on that basis, we should at least see disabled people on covers twice, if not three times a year. Oh, minimum. 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 But that, you know, if, if like we go, if we're dividing it up mathematically and sort of doing it that way, if, it, if it's one, yeah, no, one I in agree. five, I agree. one in five issues, we should be on the cover. But again, this is the whole thing of, of making that conscious... Um, oh, we've got to have this quota. We've got to have at least, you know, to make it representative how many people are living with disabilities. We've got to have X amount of, you know, disabled people. It shouldn't even be like that because it shouldn't It shouldn't come down to having to think, oh, we need a disabled model now. It should just be when you put an advertisement out saying we need, you know, or go to agents going, we need models for the September issue, you know, you should then welcome Anybody who turns up, you know what I mean? Oh, without question. Like, Sorry, the, the banging is getting really bad. So if you do pick up on this, um, the banging from outside, not in my head. Um, <laughs> How is that, by the way? Oh, I mean, I'm flaking a little bit now. I'm amazed I've been able to last this long. Um, but I do need a cup of tea in a minute. Um, anyway, yeah, so I do apologise because it's really, really quite loud. And I'm just thinking, do if I speak louder into the microphone, would that help? But probably not. No, Probably you, not. You speak at normal level. Yeah. I'll try and do some magic in, in like, to, post-production. Oh, bless. This is um, this is why I pay you the big bucks. You, you're paying me? Yeah, in Oreo cookies. Well, hey. See, another one for the snack pack. Yay. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you are here, here in the DIY, because um, they're building a building... So it's noisy. So rude. I'll try and edit it out. Someone was on the building site yesterday. Someone was uh, whistling. Right. And because, so where I live, it's like a, what would you say, like a kind of a courtyard? So it's a square. Yeah. So there's like my houses and then all around it is built, you know, uh, uh, offices and then the building work. Sounds sounds really appealing, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) So so everything echoes and he was whistling. And I swear it, it felt like he was sat next to me on the sofa and, and, you know, it was quite sweet that clearly he was having a good time at work, whistling away. Uh, you know, a bit like, bit like, uh, whistle while you work. Da, 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 da. Was, was that, that Mary Poppins or Bed Knobs yeah. and Broomstick? No, I don't think it was. I think it was or, Snow White. It was no. Snow White. There you go. Yeah, okay. So, hi ho, I'm, I'm digressing again. But yeah, but I honestly felt like going out and just going, shut up! 
Shut up! See, if you were a Disney princess, Sam... I'd be the best. I, I reckon you could rock a Disney princess. Me too. What, telling people to shut up? Shut up! Yeah. I'm hungover! Yeah, I'm hungover. <laughs> Look, at you've got a hell... You've, see, would you be a Disney princess, though, or would you be a Disney villain? What do you think? Where, uh, where do you think you'd I'd end be, up? I'd be far in between, I think. In between? Is that possible? Yeah, because that's reality, isn't it? True, true. That's reality. Um, yeah, it depends. Depends what time time in the month it is as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it can get quite uh, quite arsy. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Depending on the time of the month, everybody. Oh, honestly, it's hard work being a woman, I tell you that. But you see, we were having this conversation before the podcast, weren't we? That were we? Now you, now you have Lola, that if you were ever a, vil- a super villain or a, a Bond yeah. villain, or that, that is your Doctor No cat. Oh, that yeah, you're she does s- look. Sit and stroke, because although she, she, you know, she's a cat and whatever, she does have a bit of a mean look oh, about her. Oh, she doesn't well, look mean. Well, just she's bald. Don't discriminate. I'm not discriminating, but, like, all animals can look either really soft or a bit mean. Yeah, no, I on... mean, I think from, um... Oh, what's his name? Um... Oh, I've forgotten. What's his name? What's his name? Um, <laughs> but with Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, yeah. Yeah. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. So, he had a cat. He had a Sphinx cat. Did he? Yeah, that's what... Ah, there you go, you see. There you go. So, exactly. Yeah, she would be my little villain <laughs> pussy cat. Um, hey. Completely. Bless her little... So, someone messaged me on uh, Instagram and said, I'm not being funny, Sam, but your cat is really ugly. And I messaged back going, it's all right, she probably thinks the same about you. <laughs> Thought you cheeky git. Yeah, I know, right? But, but seriously, getting back to Vogue for a minute... And yeah. the whole Meghan Markle editing thing. I'm all for, you know, royals editing things. Um, yeah. Especially if they're, do- if they're doing it in a positive light. Because, like, it's fair to say that, you know, the Duchess of Sussex probably edits this issue trying to promote women's issues, trying to promote diversity, trying to promote all of those things. She's using her status to... You know, kind of a little bit like what you and I do as campaigners. Exactly. You know, I use my status um, to get things done. And to talk about issues you're passionate about. Yeah. And if she's in that position, and let's face it, be, being American by birth, she can also talk to a, a, whole, a whole completely different, dif- yeah. different market. Um, so I think, you know... Yeah, leave her alone. She seems to have done good. She's doing all right. You know. But also, what I found really interesting, and I think this kind of flew under the radar a little bit. And I really think he needs to be commended for this. Is Prince Ooh, Harry? Yes, Prince Harry. Um sort of the day or two after all 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 of this hit the news, there was an article on BBC on BBC News where Harry talked about unconscious bias. Okay. And that kind of really flew under the radar for a lot of people. Interesting. And I'm like I've done some training with unconscious bias and I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting and you have to be open to it because it can really shock you. Even like even us as campaigners that, that deal with stuff every day, you know, unconscious bias exists and basically what it is is unconsciously making judgments and, and snap judgments from stereotypes, from mm. beliefs that... You don't even necessarily know you're making. They're they're embedded in you. It's a little bit like having internalised ableism. Yeah. You know, from a very young age when people said you can't, you can't, you can't. You might not remember them saying you can't, 
but that's resonated with you as a disabled adult. And you know, that's maybe why you doubt yourself. Um, but that it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, people have internalised things, you know, um, just because you're disabled. Anyone can internalise something, yeah. you know. Uh, you can have parents that might um, have, be prejudiced and, you know, that's rubbed off on you in a, in a way growing up, you know. So it's an interesting one. That was that's that was good of him to uh, vocalise that. I think I think people don't give them enough credit. I think sometimes they can, the couple come across a little bit hypocritical. I know that they said this week that they were only going to have one more child to keep the carbon footprint down because obviously having a child creates a lot of carbon footprint, so they're only going to limit themselves to having two children, yet, you know, they still jet around on private uh, planes. So it's a little bit, I, I, you know, I appreciate what they're trying to do and I think we all should... Uh, think about maybe having less children um get a cat instead um <laughs> but yeah uh, so i think that's why they get a little bit of a stick but you've got to remember they're still relatively young you know um and i think they, they've got they've still got a lot to learn and their lives are completely in the spotlight oh my god stop banging if you haven't guessed sam's getting a bit antsy with the builders i really really am I think I might just go out and go, do you realise what you've just done? Do you realise <laughs> what I'm trying to do and you are just ruining my podcast? Yeah. Sam will sit there holding Lola, stroking her like a supervillain. <laughs> do you know who I am? Exactly. <laughs> How dare you? We're trying to record a podcast. Well, on that note, I think we should probably end the podcast soon because I, I, I'm, my uh, stress levels are getting quite high. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Dad. <laughs> like, finish now, finish now. Finish now. Finish now. Okay, so do you know what? We've talked about Vogue. We've talked about Harry and Meghan. Sam's getting a bit stressed and she's hungover. So. It's just intense. <laughs> I'm trying to do the best podcast here and the builders are just being so disrespectful. How dare you they know? do their job? Typical, typical London knock down a perfectly good building just to rebuild it when there's people living on the streets, there's people living on the poverty line, yet you've got investors tearing down buildings, causing grief to all the residents for what? A prettier looking building. Okay, so that is my rant for today. Yep, that's um, Sam's rant section. But I, I felt I needed to get that off my chest. Okay, glad, glad we could help. Um, so, yeah, um... We've recorded sort of episode two and episode three quite close together, so we haven't had a lot of social media response for episode two, namely because it comes out the day after we record episode three. I'm look confused. At, look at us getting ahead of ourselves. So, <laughs> it, it won't last. <laughs> so, no, it probably won't last. So, yeah, there hasn't been much feedback from episode two. We'll obviously talk about that in episode four. Hopefully you'll join us for episode four. I hope so. Yeah. So I just totally just yawned then. I think that was a cue. <laughs> but you know what, guys? Before Sam sort of breathes steam out of her ears, <laughs> um, we better call this. We better call this one a day so that she can go back and have a nap. I am looking at the gin though. Should I have a hair of the dog? Hair of the dog never works. Oh, does it? As somebody does that's teetotal, I, I can't see how hair oh, of the dog works. I don't works. know. I, I think it has worked with me, for me in the past. <laughs> it, just, anyway. it just kind of numbs the pain. I know, I know. And then the pain increases the next day, surely. I mean, I'm, I'm teetotal, so I wouldn't know. I don't drink. Um, you know, but I the only sort of drink-related 
sort of hangover I kind of get is if I drink too much milkshake at one point. Oh, for goodness sake, you <laughs> literally sound like a 12-year-old <laughs> boy. Drink too much milkshake look, and you're look, like, I'm oh. getting, I Look, I'm getting arsy with you. This means we need to stop. Because <laughs> I'm showing my true colours and people don't realise that I can be an absolute <laughs> beep at beep. times. Beep. Okay. okay, so before Sam <laughs> loses all kind of human etiquette oh, and goes over the Help rip, me, God. Help me. We're going to dose her up with paracetamol. Send oh. her to bed with lots of water and, and Lola yeah, and for cuddles. Cat. So... This has been episode three, three of Life Downloaded. Yes. I'm not even sure we've named this episode I think we yet. will. I mean, considering I've got a hangover, Dirty 30 Hangover. Dirty 30 Hangover. So this has been episode three, Dirty 30 Hangover. That's all right, isn't it? That's how it's got, got a kick to it. That. Yeah. I have been Dan Edge. And I have been the very, very hungover Samantha Rank. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you at episode four. This has been Life Downloaded. Downloaded. Ta-ra!